the Koi Gig Pod on Off The Ball. You do get tired of winning. People say, oh, you never get tired. You do. You get tired of winning. You get tired of winning easily. You actually want competition in the end. You want to have to work Subscribe for it. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. You have entered Power Drive. Oh, wow! John Duggan, good morning to you. Jared and Shane, how are we doing? The US Open is here. Yeah. Los Angeles, Hollywood, Beverly Hills starts tomorrow. Rory McIlroy, Shane Larry, Patrick Harrington, Seamus Power and Matt McLean in the field. All dominated by um, the talk about the game and what's going to happen, but the brutality of the US Open and the balls disappearing into the rough and being 25 over par will now hit the players like a steam train. Hard but playable, says Shane Lowry. Yeah. Par 70 in Los Angeles. Los Angeles Country Club has not been a major venue at all. It hosted a few LA Opens back in the 30s, but uh, has not, and a Walker Cup, but has not been used for majors. So there's a lot of, uh, some players have played it because they would have played California golf. Uh, but not a lot of players um, have much experience with the course. But with all these things, US Opens play well, hit the fairway, hit the green, scramble well, put well. It's not that difficult. You just have to have patience. It's going to be a long week. It's going to be a long week for any of us watching late at night in California, but it's going to be great. And I think we obviously see now with the live break that the majors are uh, assuming more importance um, and because we all the best players there and Brooks who uh, defected from the PGA Tour won the last one, the US PGA. So, so many plot lines uh, from a golfing perspective and so much depth, I think it's very hard to narrow it down. That's what we're going to try and do. Um, when you're looking at this, and uh, I've not been in my best of runs actually recently, so that's why I've been kind of quiet on the virtual insanities because if I don't feel like I'm feeling it, I don't come in and I do it. Um, and if I feel I can get a bit of form again, I'll do it again. If that's the, So I, I, I really do think it's important to just sometimes lay down the arms, as it were, and not uh, not have a go. Uh, whereas the last couple of years were very much profitable and we were in, in a roll and doing it every single week. So that's my kind of thinking around that. But obviously, we all always, always, always do the majors. When you think about it, if Rory McIlroy is 11 to 1 to win and he's the headline pick, um, it's like it really dulls your interest that he's probably not going to win on the basis of stats over the last nine years. But if you're looking at nine to four to be placed and making a profit on this, in the last three tournaments, he's been in the top 10. In the last four US Opens, he's finished in the top 10. So if you're making a bet each way on Rory McIlroy, only in more, I'm going to give a few others as I would anyway, because in a field of over 150. But if you're only going to back Rory McIlroy at 11 to one, you're more likely than not to make a profit on him, whether he wins or doesn't win. And he's more than likely not to win. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, maybe okay. they, so you're you're not putting him up as a headline, or you think he's going to win, but you do think that there's a well, good chance he places. Yeah, but the bonus is that I'm going to headline him because I think he can't not headline Rory McIlroy in a way. Mm. If that makes sense, does it help that he's not talking? Well, maybe being the sacrificial lamb will motivate him. Like he's got ample motivation now uh, to to win. He's done everything in the game but win a major over the last night. Like he won both tours last year. How difficult is that to do? You know. Uh, you playing with Brooks first two rounds. That'll be fun. Uh, spoken to Sky uh, yesterday in a good form. Look, he's he's well capable of winning this. He's won it before. Um, so 
that's why I th- I'm, I'm kind of thinking from a few different angles why he might be the pick this week. The US Open has traditionally had a bunch of winners who come from nowhere to win. Like if you go all the way back, you're seeing uh, Jeff Ogilvie, Angel Cabrera. So Cabrera obviously was uh, another major winner, but uh, Lucas Glover, G Mac, yeah, uh, Webb Simpson, Scott Simpson, Martin Keimer, yeah. Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland was a bit of a left fielder at Pebble Beach, yeah. yeah. And, and I've got a few of them here, right? Matt Fitzpatrick? No, he was painful. That was painful last year. And I, but no, it was painful. I don't even want to talk about that. Um, that what, was, what went painful for you, John? Because he was in my, my ballpark in my mind to have a cut at him. Uh, and he didn't play that well in Canada. And I went off him. And no, no that, could have, that's, that was black bag stuff. It was black bin sacks. It could have been if, if Fitzpatrick had won. Is Nick Taylor in with a, if you're looking at Canada? Um, into the shout I think everybody's in with a shout that's playing well mm. uh, the other ones I'm going to go for I'm looking for golfers with California experience right and people like slag me off every single time for like putting a Patrick Cantlay in these events he's 16 to 1 for 9 each way um, but he's played the course dozens of times he went to college in Los Angeles he's now got Tigers ex-caddy in the bag Joe LaCava that's obviously going to help him he's fourth ranked in the world why? Uh, top 15 is his last three majors, so he's now beginning to get a major comfortable. Uh, tied ninth at the USPGA in his penultimate start. Top 15 is the last two US Opens. Um, leads total driving in the stats on the tours. He's driving the ball very well this season. Uh, he says he knows exactly where he wants to hit the ball this week, and he looked confident in his press conference. Sometimes he can be looking at quite gloomy. Um, and I just think the California experience makes him, he's skinny odds, but I do think he's going to be there or thereabouts. Patrick can't play 16s. Um, Ricky Fowler, I'm, I'm going for three guys who I think are definitely going to contend and they're going to give you three outsiders. The third one to contend is Ricky at 45 to 1. So Ricky was outside the top 100 in the world at the end of last year, beginning of this year. Now he's 45th in the world. Why? Because he's working with Butch Harmon again, the best coach in the history of the game. Ricky seems to have copped on to the fact that, you know, you you got to get your head down and, and go and do this. Uh, in the last two tournaments, he's been in the top 10. He's playing well. Uh, six top 10s and 17 PGA Tour events this season. Eighth in strokes gained approach in the PGA Tour. That's going to be important at this course. A little bit of room off the tee this week. A linksy style feel, firm and fast. That suits Ricky Fowler's game. If he can get over the fact that he probably turned down $75 million to join Liv um, and not take the money and be okay this week with that and go and win the US Open, then you might win it. Uh, Ricky Fowler, who's definitely well capable, has been second in this tournament in the past and has had top fives in all four majors. The orange man, Ricky Fowler, he's only 34. He can definitely do this. He's also grew up in California. So the three outsiders, Sahith Tagala, you might know him from the Masters. When he, as a rookie, he finished ninth. Uh, he's 90 to 1 for four each way. Um, the, he was the king of college golf in California. He's got a lot of, uh, once again, reps at this course. He's an artist. He's a completely maverick-style player, brilliant putter, not the best off the tee, but once again, if he can just get into rhythm in terms of his approach and his short game, he is just a, such a natural talent, say Heath Gala, Second in birdies on the tour this year would say that to you. Hard to earn a maiden victory, but Matt Fitzpatrick, as we talked about there, it was his first win in America when he won in Boston last year, so that's why I'm going to go with the artist, say Heath Gala. I'm going to go for the opposite end of the spectrum with Keith Mitchell at 175-1 to one after three each way. This guy, all he does is keep the ball in the fairway. And that's a really good start in the US Open. Um, he's been consistently one of the 
top drivers on the tour. Played well on the West Coast Swing, played well in Los Angeles, fifth at Riviera earlier this year, tied fourth at Pebble Beach, has not been in the best of form, but going back to the California coast could inspire the guy who wears the cashmere sweaters. And finally, Patrick Rogers, once again, was the, one of the top California guys as an amateur, had a comparable record to Tiger Woods at Stanford. He's 250 to 1 for two each way. Nearly lost his card recently, but um, he's 46 in the FedEx Cup, so he's going to retain his privileges. Just needs to put it together for four rounds. He was in the top 10 at halfway in this tournament last year. He was only two shots off the lead of the Memorial Tournament a couple of weeks ago. Faded in the final round. Is a very talented guy. Just needs to get a bit more comfortable, but that's why he's 250 to 1 and he's 50 to 1 to place in the top 8. So Patrick Rogers, Keith Mitchell, complete outsiders. So Heath the guy a mid-range outsider. Ricky Fowler is somebody who can win this. Uh, Patrick Hantley is definitely somebody who can win this. And wouldn't it be great for Rory to put the two fingers up to the world and to ring Greg Norman after he's won the US Open and say, mate, I've got five majors. Yeah, that would be that would be incredible. Like, if it's ever going to happen, do you feel like this is... It just feels... Does it feel... You know, if there is a storyline... Because, you know, sometimes in sports, storylines are written... Like, last year, there's a great storyline. And Matt Fitzpatrick won mm. the US Amateur at Brookline. And there's a photo of him and his parents and his brother. It was 10 years apart. They did the same photo. The, the, this has got... The, like, this would be Hollywood. I know it ends in Hollywood. If Rory did win this week. Um, and it would be... A welcome a development for golf. Two fingers up to the... To the but, New Deal. Well, just to this, like when you think about it, this guy is look, Brooks has got more majors now, but Rory McIlroy is the face of golf and he's the voice of golf. Am I right in saying that? Oh yeah, it 100%. certainly seems to be. It certainly they uh, and I, that didn't. That's not like an Irish centric lens. They they needed and they wanted him to come out and defend the PGA Tour. He did his job. He did what he thought was right, and uh, he's getting punished for it. On loads of different levels. So well, you saw when Michael Block was told, you know, live during an interview that he was going to be playing around with Rory McIlroy at that recent tournament, and he was just like he couldn't speak. He was like, "This Rory McIlroy." There is a he brings the color that is not there, and maybe this is unfair. But on the surface level, when you see Ram, Scheffler, Brooks Kepka, you know, Seve had a bit about him. Woods had something about him, even if he was quite surly because mm. he was such a genius. Um, Mickelson had something about him. Um, Trevino, Watson, you know, they, they all had a certain type of uniqueness. And I think that's kind of gone out of the game a bit. Too many automatons, too many robots. And Rory has the pure um, candor. And to me, he's the face of the game. And I really hope he deserves a major win. And nine years is, is, is too long. And hopefully... Given the Masters is now out of the way and all this stuff is out of the way, maybe he can just have a degree of freedom this week because what has he got to lose? All right, that's this week's episode. All right, folks. You have entered Power Drive. Oh, wow! 